promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. When you hear the weird, scary music, you know it's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday and it's time for Some Call Me Tim. Oh, oh! I thought I timed it right with the little thing. It goes, some call me Tim, and it goes, wow, in the background. Uh, hey, it's Christmas time. Maybe sometimes people believe in Christmas. Maybe people believe in Hanukkah. Uh, who knows what they believe in? We have a special guest today, Steve Poggi. He uh, believes in Christmas music. We know that, but we're not sure what else he believes in. Well, we can get down with anything. The whole thing on Some Call Me Tim is that we talk about what you believe in um, or and what you don't believe in uh, or whatever. Uh, we've had Jews, Christians, Catholics. We really want to get a Scientologist in here at some point. Uh, but we don't know what you believe in other than uh, Christmas music and spreading the joy of laughter to the world around you through comedy. Yeah, now the Christmas music is... Uh it's more, it's not so much about Christmas, it's more about what Christmas used to be. When you think of Christmas in the context of like, you know, like they paused war so they could celebrate Christmas. Like, they take all the Jesus out of the barn and the fucking, you know, the, the sand and all that, just all that kind of just dumb shit. And it's just like, you know, this was kind of like the time of year where people would get together and they give you gifts. <laughs> is that what Christmas is about? The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. It's just for no place to go. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. So that's what it's about. It's cold, the seasons are changing. It's just there's a Yeah, look at listen to Steve try to sing. Hey, will you play use the other use the other one for a minute and I'm gonna see if it's better, yeah. Just because I've been uh here, there no we checks. go. That's so much better. That there one is so much better. This one is that a one is it's because it's an old. It's because somebody changed the microphone and they chose one of the old microphones. It's not as good. What a and I, I just need bitch. to change it out again. And it because oh. it's on the AltaCast, you're going to be a little quiet. But that's okay. Maybe we needed to shut you up. Baby, it's cold. So again, hey, welcome Timmy Pizza here. Hello. Yes, on uh, some call me Tim for. Thursday, Wednesday. God, I have no idea what time it is. I have no idea what day it is. I've been hallucinating lately for no reason. Things are crazy, but it's a Wednesday here uh, on Some Call Me Tim, and we have Steve Poggi sitting in for uh, Jew Part Deux with Adam Rubenfeld. Too live Jew. Too live Jew. Too legit to quit. Uh, he's just not here yet, so uh, he's from Danville, well, he so he might be parking. Well, he's, <laughs> yeah. probably, he's probably going on the Jewish calendar. <laughs> what is that? Is that Whenever based the on the moon? They want it to be. Ah, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, Hanukkah starts on Friday. I mean, Saturday. 
Uh, and it's a crazy a night. Crazy nights all the way through New Year's. It's exciting this year that it matches up. Uh, but I loved Christmas. I used to love Christmas because of all the delicious food things. I'm a yeah, big fan food, of cookies. You get together cookies. with family. Now you watch Star Wars. You know, it's it's a whole fucking show. It's basically <laughs> the one time out of the year that pretty much everyone's supposed to have a free calendar kind of a thing. You know, so when you try to get together, and you know, outside of holidays, it's like, oh, are you free on Mondays? Well, you know, Jordan's got to work Monday. And, you know, there's always, you know, some scheduling conflict. But on this, everyone should be off. Well, if it's a weekend, off, too. you're a cocksucker. Well, it's it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in the service industry have to work, obviously. But Christmas is on Sunday. So, I, I mean, I don't really give a fuck about Christmas because it's it's my it's my three-year anniversary. We just happened to, it just happens to be Christmas Day yeah. was the day that Jonathan and I looked deeply into each other's eyes and said, don't you dare fuck anybody else. <laughs> that was, that right. was Swear to me right now. Right now, you're never. Not Who's that you'll a never. <laughs> it was. We both just said, you know, I'm. I've just, let's just make it official. So we did it on Christmas uh, because Christmas wasn't great for either one of us, anyways. So now we have a really great time every Christmas. Yeah. And we get to enjoy, you know. You get Christmas by the bay. Yeah, I've yeah. got. I've got several steps for the uh, for the uh, for the depressed to get through Christmas. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Step number one is get a Christmas tree. Um, eventually, it becomes a metaphor for your sanity. <laughs> like, you'll come home, and the Christmas lights won't be on, and you'll have a fucking freak-out attack, and you'll drive full speed to fucking uh, Walgreens and spend your last $7 on Christmas lights like an idiot. You, got, you gotta have you can't wipe your ass with Christmas lights. <laughs> you no, can no, with no. branches if you don't mind the after. Effects. Yeah, but when you're but when you're when you're depressed, you can only afford a plastic tree from Daiso for fourteen dollars. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can make your own Christmas ornaments like a hobo out of out of wonderful things like beer toilet cans. paper. Yes, beer cans, toilet paper. It's the tin. If you take a beer can and you cut it out, you can cut it out in cute shapes. You can use a sharpie. Ooh. You can cut a beer can out into like a gingerbread cookie shape. Punch a little hole in it. Attach some string or an old, you know those things that twist things together, those twist ties that people throw yeah. away because they, they're wasteful, terrible people? Those make excellent little Christmas tree hangers, don't they? So you can take your old, just get some snips. Don't cut yourself. A pair of scissors will do it. Chop the top, yeah. top off, choppy chop. If you're in college, put all your rejection letters from good colleges on the tree. Right. <laughs> that way it'll flame yeah. up nice and good. Yeah. Instead of the star, put a noose at the top. I, I can't have a Christmas tree because I have a cat. Dude, oh. that's why you get the Christmas tree. I wanted to get one so bad just for the cats. Fucking get in the tree, dude. Go get at the it. Tree. Have fun with Knock the tree. Knock it cats. over. I don't I don't I don't like the He would be eating so much weird plasticky. Oh, gunk. and they poop tinsel and it hangs out their butt? Yeah, I love to no pull those. Tinsel. Tinsel's tinsel's overrated. Yeah. Wow. I love I've been my old cat, this is tomorrow I have to go back and get more salmon. But uh I love my cat so much. I started Kitty Christmas in at Thanksgiving and I'm just never going to end I'm never going to stop feeding my cat people food oh that's what I've been feeding all day he loves it uh, so I got I got salmon scraps last week Last every Friday I'm going to go to um, Duck Loy and they have uh, salmon belly and salmon scraps and like the bones and stuff and they're only $1.39 a pound and they're really it's fresh salmon so I take it home and I scrape all the meat off and I put that in a little thing and I feed it to him raw for a while and then I cook it later but then I take all the bones and I put water over them and I cook them and I make fish jello 
right. So I cook the bones and then I strain them, right? And then I take the stuff and when I put it in the refrigerator, it turns into jello, natural gelatin out of the we bones. We gotta bring that to like a house party at like 3 a.m. Oh, no, like, I don't jello want- shots! Yeah. Well, you know what? But it's, it actually, there's no salt in it, so it wouldn't be that great. But it's actually like my cat's eating better than most people right now. And I give him the, the, the fish gelée. We take it to the limit. Meow. <laughs> See, I love my. You give. What do you give your cats for Christmas? Fucking meow mix. I'm making fish jello for my cat. That's how. That's how deep my love goes. <laughs> you don't love your cats. No, I, dude, my cats. They get uh, blue buffalo. <laughs> oh, that is your premium wilderness formula blue buffalo. <laughs> that my. That's what my cats get. That's what the outdoor cat gets. That's what all the birds, squirrels, and raccoons get. The ants eat it, too. Yeah, yeah. Every, every morning I take a chicken leg out of the fridge, and I just huck it on the porch, and it hits the wall, and it hits the ground, and then Aldo goes out there and eats it like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the natural diet that caused this humping rage? Yeah, yeah, that's the diet that caused oh, him to, dude, to hump. I was wondering why he had a big old thing of lipstick over here. Yeah, yeah he's got the, the, the pocket rocket. He's a real dog now. He's yeah, a real boy. Yeah, he's got uh, feelings. He's a... Uh, He's actualized. He's got feelings. Yeah. Uh, many Christians would disagree with you there. Uh, that's a huge contention that a lot of people have with religion is that they you say know, that animals have no souls. There are like many religions that Christians say that animals have no with souls. Me. Some people think the moon is made of cheese. Well, if you hang out with an animal, you understand that they have oh, a yeah. personality got, and a soul and that whole he's, chestnut. Yeah, he's got more personality and soul than half the comic community here in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely more than Stefan Massey. Yeah. <laughs> Aldo's beating you, dude. Step your game up. (laughs) Oh, he does. Aldo does have a lot of personality. Uh, So, uh, Steve, what else do you believe in? You you want to talk afterlife? Sure. Whatever. I mean, what's some call me Tim is all just it's about. And it's so stupid because so I'm on the plane and I'm watching this thing and motherfucking Oprah is being interviewed and she's got this new book called Belief. And she's like, I'm doing a new show where I interview people about what they believe in because belief is so important right now. And I'm like, you cunt. I came up with it first. We've had some call me Tim for weeks now. We've got over 2,500 listens. I know. That's crazy. But Oprah has over 25 million. So she's decided now that she's into exactly what. People? We started it first, and now Oprah's doing it. Do you see how we're trendsetters? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we we were in the top ten of the shows at the station. Yeah. I had I have a good Oprah joke for you. Oh, uh, yeah, lay it on. Joke. So uh, Oprah's getting real, real heavy, and uh, she's starting to get concerned. She's worried she has a thyroid condition. She goes to a doctor, and uh, he's like, okay. And then he's like, well, come into my office. I go into the office, and he's like, so tell me what's going on. And she, you know, tells him all the symptoms and everything. And he's like, okay, what I want you to do is stand up. She's like, okay. And he's like, go stand over against that wall. And she goes and she stands. He's like, okay, now stand against this wall. She goes and she stands. He's like, okay, now stand against this wall. He's like, okay. He's like, all right, go ahead and have a seat. She's like, what did that tell you? And he's like, well, nothing about your condition, but I'm getting a big brown couch, and I want to know what part of the room to put it in. <laughs> The afterlife is a tricky one. I mean, essentially, that's what everyone's uh, really concerned about when it comes to belief, because we have no idea what actually happens. There's a lot of beliefs, a lot of thoughts, a lot of theories. Nobody actually fucking knows. And that's what drives me crazy about people about that, whether it be super Christian 
uh, where they're like, well, you're going to go to some gates, and uh, you're going to see Paul. Peter. Peter. He'd started with a P. <laughs> and uh, he's going he's gonna to look to see if you're on the VIP list. <laughs> and if not, he plunges you into hell for all of eternity. <laughs> like, you know I'm nice to my dog? Because I feel like the second I die, I'm going to experience all those whole entire life in 1.5 seconds. Why his life? That's, that's what I think about. Well, all my pets, honestly. Really. I think if you think about it, you, I would imagine that you would live life through everyone else that you've encountered. So you have to deal with yourself. Yeah, and if you were good to other people, then, then everything is good. Then you and you'll help. be like, all right, cool, man, look, look at how I handled that. But if you're bad, then it's like you make a living hell for yourself if you're abusive or whatever towards somebody. There is something weird that you know people that abuse also are more likely to become abusers. Yeah. People that have been abused are more likely to become like, like that cycle. Like if someone... If, if I fucking drove across the road and I got a nail in my tire and I got a flat, I'd call you and be like, dude, don't drive across this fucking road. It sucks. It's horrible. Don't do it. But for some reason with that kind of shit, even though this horrible thing happened, you know, they're spreading it. So I think to a certain extent you experience life through the point of view of other people. Well, they say that that's because like you almost like say you're dealing with a kid and he's like all happy and great. You start to get like this weird anger, almost jealousy type thing, and you want him to feel how you felt. Could be it. Yeah. Well, and that's why a lot of people have children is that they didn't experience in their own life what they wanted to, and so then they have their children so they can try to re-experience their own life through someone else's life while they're alive. So it's almost like you get a double life. So it's like, I'm living life right now, and I'm, so for me it's different because I'm not bored, and I don't understand, I don't feel like I need anything more. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, but people have babies so they can experience a second life, watch that child grow, re-experience things in their life and try to fix them through their kid. And then when their kid dies, they're still alive because their kid remembers them. I think that people only live through memory. So it's not like we're actually still alive through that. Like anytime anybody remembers anybody, that's when they're sort of still alive because you're still having influence on the world and what else is being alive other than having influence on people around you. So once you're dead, the only influence you can have is through people's memories. So either you have really shitty memories and you, hey, cause another child molester, rad. Or you have, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's sort of how you live on. It's legacy is just memory. And, but it depends how vivid your memory is as to how real the afterlife is. I don't know, man. I, like I've never, I, like I've never believed in the afterlife. They told me about heaven when I was a kid. And I was just, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I just hope it just turns off. Dang, bomb, over. Yeah. But then, you, then you deal with the, the literal nothingness. Like imagine that nothing. sounds so and you quiet close your and peaceful eyes and, and wonderful. Black, and you're like, well, imagine not even no knowing. You. There's no the imagining. Black. Like you're done imagining. Yeah, like, you're off. There is there's nothing. like you're ended. But then, if you if there's nothing. And you die, so you die and you become nothing. Since you can't actually experience nothing because nothing there is, you're essentially trapped in that last no, you're just second gone. of life. You're just gone. Like, people can't grasp the thought ceasing of never... Ceasing to be. Of ceasing to be. <laughs> like, I think that's fantastic. Like, I don't get to be anymore? This is great. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like all the time you spend thinking about stuff at three o'clock in the morning when you're trying to sleep, all the other things. Oh, that's good. Juicy, you got, you're on vacation. Like, you're, you're out. I almost had a nervous breakdown last night because I've been having weird, my thing, weird things have been happening. I've been hallucinating and I've been having weird headaches and sort of migraines where time sort of, dis or vision disappears on one side. And it's been really weird. And, and then I started thinking as I'm walking to my babysitting job, I'm like, 
my friend died when he was 42 out of nowhere he just my friend has had this crazy yeah, brain aneurysm that, yeah. and he just died and he was 42 and out of nowhere like he was alive and he was working at his desk on his computer and then he was dead and his wife came home and saw him and was like this sucks and it totally sucks and he was 42 and he didn't know and there were no signs or precursors or anything and I'm like walking down the street and I just start thinking about like fuck I'm 42 and I feel fine he was in good shape and I'm in good shape <laughs> and like I could just so then I'm like getting to my friend's house who I'm gonna hang out with who's nine and and hang out with her and I'm thinking like, well, I hope I don't die like when I'm babysitting. That would be like the worst right. if I had some kind of crazy brain. And I'm like, why am I thinking about crazy? Well, because my vision's weird on one side, but I'm not going to go to the doctor to be like, oh, my vision's weird. I just sort of kind of enjoy free hallucinations. Anyways, I I got really scared of dying yesterday. I like had like a little like, whoa. I hope that like the, the, when I die, I hope that like it's like I my day would go like this, like... I'd be driving around somewhere and like my pants would catch on fire and then like I'd have to run into the only store nearby and buy like these really weird like ladies pants and then I'd have to go to Toys R Us and buy something for my niece's birthday that I'm already a half hour late for so I buy like a couple of Barbies and then I just get in my car and have a heart attack and then they find me <laughs> in ladies pants like with Barbies. This is a That's great how new, I want to go out. This is a great new premise for a joke. Yeah. How I want to die. Yeah. How do you want to go? Well, you know what? That goes with that joke you used to do that I enjoyed very much about being on that date that's really expensive. It's just lunch where it costs $4,000 and you wear dirty sweatpants. Oh, right. Yeah. I enjoyed that you joke very much. Just have a wicked thing. boner the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, because fucking... To them, it's eccentric because I can right. afford the forty thousand, the four thousand dollar lunch. But if it was right. just me, I'd be a creep. <laughs> People that have to pay—I mean, if you have to pay four 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 thousand dollars for a dating service, oh boy, you, you got you, some you straight got, cash money. Son. But if you've got straight cash money, you can get any bitches you want, right? Like, isn't that oh, the that whole dirty thing? Dirty Jews here. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jew part two. Bop Adam Rubenfeld, he goes, God, Steve Poggi's here to ruin everything right. again. You don't huh? have a dreidel, go fuck yourself. <laughs> here, is you that, oh my microphone. God, is that, um, is that, you have asthma too? Uh, no, it's angel's asthma. <laughs> <laughs> it's PCP, it's good stuff, it's the good news stuff. Um, we'll get, we'll get you a chair. Okay. We'll move Aldo. Aldo can, Aldo's a he's dog, so, he can be on I the like ground. I like him, he's my comfort animal. Is he? He's my service but animal. There's, well, there's more, Lately you can grab a chair chairs. from the outside and bring it in. There's a and beer you've on got the piano. A, right. There's all the things that you need. He's wearing the Nightmare oh, Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas this year, I think, is called Hanukkah. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. And I don't know who Scott Pilgrim is. That's okay. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim not versus with, the world. Is that a movie? It's a that's a movie. It was a graphic novel. Oh, into an epic motion picture. So on on that one, you have to be super close. And I might even change it out. That that um that we one. We might so. even just change it so out. So come come talk in this one for a minute while I do some work over there. Okay. Got come it. come over here. And uh, tell us, up, update us on what's going. On. Update us on what's going on. Here we are on you Some are Call Me Tim. This is Tim talking about stuff on Some Call Me Tim. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So you came before. You were on a previous episode. You got in here. You jewed it up. And they're like, we need to have that guy back yep. in this rhombus. I Jewish standard timed it this time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I made a tactical error. I took Bart because I didn't have cash on me. So I thought I would have trouble going over the bridge. 
I have more trouble breathing right now because I just ran from 24th Street. We, we tried to tell him. That, we tried to tell him that he couldn't do the show, that we didn't want him back, but he came at Pam with that jujitsu. Yo. Oh yeah. <laughs> I redirected that shit. Well, if you don't want me, you can have me, and then some of me. Musical Pretty chairs. Cup, move down, move down. That was just Pretty a cup, Jewish cup, fire drill. <laughs> Jewish fire drill. Yeah. I'll get up, but not very far. <laughs> and, and there's nothing to do with the fire. They're just adjusting the air conditioner. Okay. As long as there's another chair. Okay. Five feet, we can do this all day. All right. Now we're now we're rocking and rolling on uh, on mic four. Sweet. So uh, we, we were we were talking about what happens after you die. That's where I we die, were. Die, die, die. Sweet. What do the, the what do the Jews believe in after death? What happens? Uh, Tell us, Cantor's son. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's the uh, it's it's the old heaven thing, which uh, everyone says that's the thing that exists, but not exactly what happens when you go there. So I mean, my own shit. The last time I actually really uh, listened to the show from the last time, so I didn't like talk the same bullshit over again. Cool. Yeah, but uh, what was it? I always said that. Um, Afterlife is like your your most idealized day. Just like everyone is doing everything to the best ability, all the people that you like are there, and everyone's doing the best they can. Yeah. And boring. So my lady's <laughs> pants and Barbie thing still holds up. You're still in there. Yeah. Still a contender. Yeah. yeah. I see. I wouldn't want to think of a way I'd want to die because I don't want to die. I. What if when you die? You're trapped in your own consciousness. So even if you get cremated or whatever, you're still in a consciousness loop. But all you have access to are all the memories that you've ever had. And as like an added bonus, you get to relive your blackout memories. Oh, snap. No, that's just but more shame. all you shame. get is your memories. Would you have lived a life well fulfilled enough to where you could just rewatch your own memories for the rest of eternity and not find that hell? Let me ask you, do you really want to remember pulling train with that Puerto Rican soccer team when you were blacked out? No. I'm all, yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want my death to be a mystery. Just like one day I'll be hanging out and then like 20 seagulls will just carry me away. And you'll run so far away. <laughs> yeah, no, just you can never see me again. Is he alive? Is he not? I think yeah. it, I like the idea, but instead of a flock of seagull, I would prefer like a ninja, like puff of smoke. Yeah. And then just, whatever happened to pizza, too, you fucking <laughs> oh, smoked like, out. Yeah. Like the hand. And, uh, yes. Like comics, when you kill one of the hand, they just poof to dust. And they have, like, rats fly away. Get the storks. Yeah. This, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. I just, I, uh, I don't, I, how would I, I, I don't want to. Explosion, I don't want to die. Uh, Everything's I, chilling, and then, bam, some shit's over. Well, I'm thinking more like, I want to live a really long life, and then... You know, I some I stop stretching and I lose my flexibility and I break a hip and I'm just like, just while I'm in surgery for that hip replacement, just put me down, just like a like a like a cat that you. What if what if when you're <laughs> under anesthesia, your fucking pineal gland doesn't release the DMT like it's supposed to properly go, and instead of going into the spirit world, you get trapped in your body. Um, I don't think that I don't and think that happens. And you can hear and you're aware, but you can't communicate. Well, then I I'd be actually had a creepy That'd be terrible. thing. They're going to uh, burn me so that I die twice. That sucks. Dude, so this is totally, totally random. This is about dreaming. I had a dream that uh, I was somehow in like a floating spirit form. And I needed to get into a body so I could communicate a dire message to you. Okay. To who? 
to you. In the dream? This is I'm in your dream? In the dream. I swear to God. It's going to get super fucking weird, (laughs) right? So as I'm floating around in this ghost, for whatever reason, you could only enter, like, uh, mentally ill people. People that had damaged minds. Because that was the only thing that was receptive to you. The downside is is that once you're in there, you're fucking crazy. So no one believes what you're saying anyway. And uh, so as I'm going and floating around, like around Geary, like looking, <laughs> like, how am I going to do this? Looking for the crazy person. You don't have to look I, I go, oh, it, it was like, like I couldn't, didn't see the person. And I just was like, oh, okay, here's somebody. This will work. And I go in and I get into the body and I'm oozy. Oh no! This is deep, you guys. I'm uh, Uzi. So hold on, wait. The, let me tell the story. Give, can we can't give a background on who Uzi is because people me, don't know who that is. Let me tell the story person, first, and then you give okay. the background. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uzi is a person that has a history of here, which Pam will tell us about after the story. And so I'm like, yes, I'm in a body. I can fucking give her this message. Fuck, I'm I'm the I'm a psychopath. I'm like a known psychopath that's not allowed at the establishment. But I still have to try to give you this message. And so uh, you were here and you were working back when the benches were here. Wow, God, that was a long time and ago. And yeah. you were on the benches and there was two guys in here. And I came in to try to tell you something. And I was trying to say things that would like, like you would recognize that it was me. Uh-huh. So you're talking through Uzi, talking trying, through Uzi, trying so to that communicate I'll know. that it's me. I gotcha. And that like, hey, you need to take this message seriously. But the problem was, is that it was like a string theory type thing. So even though we had been like really good friends and everything like that, some of the details that I remembered were off in this reality. Oh, you know, like instantly provable. Yeah. Okay. I got you. And uh, so then I'm like trying to explain to this, and these two guys come to kick me out. And then you're, I say something and it makes a connection. You're like, hold on, let him say what he's going to have to say. And then like, I actually like express everything and you listen to it all. And I'm like, I got the message out there. I'm like, you, you understand me now, right? And you're like, look, I hear what you have to say, but it absolutely makes no sense. And I'm sorry, you have to leave now. And then those guys escorted me out. Oh, and I got frustrated and I woke yes. myself up. Dude, that was just you like last Thursday. Wow. No, no, this, this happened. You were just hammered. This happened like two years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah. Like it, uh, forever and ever and ever ago. Yeah, forever and ever and ever ago, there was a guy named Uzi who decided to stalk me, kind of. Oh. And he was tall and had crazy hair, and he was um, questionably housed. And he came here and tried to be like a comedian for a minute or something, and he was sort of hanging out at open mics. And uh, he. I made it clear that he wasn't, he couldn't, he couldn't be here. He was freaky a couple times. He kind of, and he started showing up at like, I had a show at Milk Bar and then he was there and I was and like, he was oh. always saying weird shit. Saying weird, weird things. Yeah. And uh, he showed up here one day and it was during, it was on a Thursday. It was during Behind the Mind with Dave, Dave Clone. And he and his friend were here in the booth and I was out there working on my computer box or whatever. And he came in and he was like, how dare you disrespect our relationship? And he was like, I've been seeing you on the street, but you're a shapeshifter and you keep you're like sudden you're like yourself. And then suddenly you're like this old lady with a stroller. And I'm thinking like, yeah, I've and he's like, what? I, you know, if I, I saw you, I saw you on the bus and, and like, what happened to our relationship? And why won't you talk to me? And I'm like, I we don't have a re- 
relationship. And I, he just, he kept at me and at me and at me. He was like yelling at me, yelling at me. And finally the guys from in here had to come in and be like, okay, dude, okay, go. And I was like, I just, and I was trying to ignore him, but it wasn't working. And I don't know. It was really, he was a scary person. So yeah. And he was kind of, he was like kind of stalking me. I kept seeing him downtown and stuff too. And so that was bad. Um, he sort of disappeared now, so it's okay. But it was scary there for a minute. But that's weird because it would be like you were trying to. Yeah, like out were, of all the people, you can come back in the body to tell your friend a message. Yeah. Okay, good. It's the one person that creeps out your friend intensely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Well, it's just, and it made me feel so weird because um, I felt, well, people kind of told me they were like, well, it's sort of your fault. You were nice to him. Ooh. And so like he showed up here He showed up here on the day where my, my bag I used to have a chrome bag that was really awesome and That I won from Muni Diaries From telling a really good story about not being raped Because of the 22 bus driver Anyways, I won this great chrome bag And I had it outside and it was a Friday And some guy was here We even got him on the cam we saw And he stole my bag and there was like $400 in it And my passport, all these things All this stuff, it sucked But on that same day The Uzi guy came for the first time And I was a little bit drunk and I was like, he didn't steal my bag. And I was like, oh, I felt badly because I at first when I saw him, I thought that's the guy that stole my bag. But that wasn't true. And then when I watched it on the tape, I was like, well, it wasn't that guy. It was someone else. And then I felt so badly about assuming him. Well, I was assuming I felt terrible. It was like, it, well, it's like, it's like I was trying to be anti-racist. You know what I mean? I was like, it's being like, well, now I had this questionably housed person and I thought that maybe he did it, but then he didn't. And that makes me feel bad about myself because I thought that maybe he did it. And it was like in my own head and the stigma and everything. And then I felt so badly about that, that I was extra super nice to him. And so then from then on, he started getting creepier and creepier. And I started like backing away, backing away. But that first day I just happened to be really nice because I, sus- yeah, I felt badly yeah. about suspecting him of stealing my stuff. Like they say, don't feed a stray animal because it'll follow you home or follow yeah. you to every gig. That's, that's kind of what happened. And I didn't, but I didn't mean, and then that's what he, because he, he kept saying like, I put so much into this relationship and I'm like, you showing up to my, I don't want, to, I don't, I'm not interested. I don't want, he was even like, <laughs> kind of accosting Jonathan and he'd go up to Jonathan and be like yeah you're Pam's boyfriend like you don't look like her boyfriend she doesn't act like you're her boyfriend like and it was weird it was like he was insinuating that like he was my boyfriend it was so weird it was so scary so I got that guy so you got so you remembered that to get your message to me in your dream yeah I think I actually did see you shapeshift into an old woman (laughs) no she does that all the time oh my god it was him your memories it really happened it really happened oh my god (laughs) I had a dream. I had a dream the other night that I'd killed someone and stored them in a, uh, in the Sofus Estates house uh, upstairs because they're doing renovations. And it had been three days, and I knew I had to move the body because it was about to smell. So I went to their house, and I was trying to move the body uh, out of their upstairs area. And it was really gross. That's all that Stephen King. It's all the Stephen King. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I've been good. listening to this true crime podcast, and I've been having a lot of murder dreams lately. Like. Not that I like killed anybody, but like I had a dream that I was like sitting on the crapper, and then I pulled the shower curtain back, and there was a dead body just sitting there, and I was just like on the crapper, so I couldn't move, and I was just like looking at this dead body, and I was like, hmm, did I do this? <laughs> Is, Is this there? My bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this no. is my house. Nobody else lives here. I knew. I, no, that's the thing. I don't remember in the dream if I killed them or if I found them, but I hid them in someone else's house, knowing that no one would be looking for a dead body there. 
and then I had to move it and that's where the dream got real sticky I didn't know how to I was like trying to deal with they were like a little bit decomposed but not really like they just started to kind of get puffy yeah and I was trying I was like should I I didn't know if I should use some of his tools from downstairs to chop them into little bits and to try to take them to different parts. I was like, oh, well, right next to their house is that area, like right by the freeway. I can just throw like body parts over the fence. No one's going to notice that for a long time. Because I was like, well, if you're going to hide something, hide it in plain sight. Right? Yeah, the chopping up thing like indoors is just a bad idea because it's just like a DNA but, everywhere. Right, but the, no one was going to expect that house anyways. Yeah, you can do it in the house that they're not going to have a reason to look at right like he was in the i was gonna have to in the garage but anyways you gotta, it was a terrible you gotta have power tool though, otherwise right, and he or nightmare. or you could weaken at bernie's him and just like go out to fort mason and just like call out in a voice just be like oh no i'm falling and, like, dude i bet it would take i bet it would take a whole entire if you put the guy on the chair outside of brainwash at 8 a.m he would stay there till closing yeah. You know, that's an interesting hide in plain sight. Exactly. Yeah. Put a hat on him. Sunglasses. Have him out there. Yeah. And they then just cameras, like a pint though. glass in front of him so it looks like he has a drink. But the cameras at Brainwash are only uh, at the registers. They aren't at like the people. Because we've seen we Jonathan's backpack was stolen. Well, I'm just, How to kill a comic. Well, if you, I mean, and would anybody miss a comic? Honestly, like that's one of the things where I don't think anybody would be missing. Like, let's say... Well, I guess Ian Kang's parents would be after him, but uh, <laughs> like, who are they gonna? Right? Like, what? Like, we could easily, you know, just. You're deciding which comic to, you could get away with murder in your head right now. Aren't you? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, right. me too. Someone, it has to be someone with, without a real job, because people at work would sort of start to notice. That would be one of the Uber days. guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah someone who's too. Uber. Yeah, someone who drives. Clay Newman. Thing. Oh, but people would notice. I'd know. No, yeah. no. It take me. It take me a week to notice that Clay Newman was His gone. Probably. His growing out of the ground, and it's like if you see a random yeah. girl next to a shrub, they'll be like, "That's where he is." You could just give a Sylvan guy too much alcohol. Yeah. 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 And like, what happened? You just kept. Not drinking. Zach Wiseman. That guy will never die. I, you know, probably you get not. about a like a handle of vodka in him. I think he's going down. Uh, no, he's like Mr. Burns. If you, if you got it in there, and then you could give him like a yeah. well, you'd have to do sedative. It, you'd have to do it the enema way. If you get if you had a whole thing of vodka and you put it up as tukas, would that be a new experience for him? I I don't I. <laughs> Is it alcohol enemas? Who knows what that guy does? Well, there was the person who died. He was an alcoholic, and his esophagus was all burned out. So he had his wife give him like two or three bottles of brandy and his tushy, and he died from alcohol poisoning because you wait. That, that's how I want to die. Alcohol. Very woman putting bourbon in my tushy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, just in the process, not even the effects of the alcohol. Just. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Plug it up. Yeah. <laughs> Broken bottle. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, I've never put, what, have I, have I, I've never put anything up my tushy. Uh, that's such, one time I put <laughs> cocaine on my tushy because I have some pretty wicked hemorrhoids. So I put some coke on my tushy and it numbed it all up. Mm. That was nice. Wow, that's, a, that's like a cool scientific. You, you got to go for the rubber bands, yo. Though they're too small for rubber. And I'm not going to, like, no, I'm not going to rubber. That would hurt. You have to get somebody else to do it. You just it. push them back inside and then hold it tight. Hold it really tight. And then they sort of <laughs> stick, no, they stay in there for, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's 
and I've never had kids. Uh, I know. I have no excuse to have hemorrhoids except that I drink a lot and eat a lot of spicy foods. And I'm That's 42. not the reason. They don't know what the reason is for hemorrhoids. I'm going to say it's out of extreme amounts of alcohol and spicy foods. Dude, people are calling it. They, they, somebody broke it down to me why bidets are like should be mandatory. And it made a lot of fucking sense. Okay. Like, and when you you think of wash using, the stuff. Imagine up this: you're eating a big plate of barbecued ribs, right? And then when you're done with those ribs, go on. Your hands are covered, <laughs> and then you just take paper and you just kind of rub it off as best as you can. <laughs> but then they're still all sticky with barbecue sauce because <laughs> you never added water into the equation. That's a good point. So you're not really cleaning yourself. You're just taking paper and then smearing what shit you left behind all over a wider proximity. But you get a bidet. It's like having a fucking sprayer thing doing dishes. You just get it with a little water. Ka-choo, ka-choo. Get in there with a brownie. It's so strong and durable. You're back in the game and you're right. fresh. Well, what I, wet burrito shits you're having. Oh, I'm a man. I've got hair around my ass to protect it. <laughs> all right? I'm, a, I'm out there. I'm a warrior, all right? And you need a little defense. Same way bees get stingers, I got a lot of hair around my butthole. It's an unpleasant place. It's a We want to keep people out of there. Birth control, butthole control, goddamn. <laughs> They'll keep poking and miss. Right. It's stuck in the hair, but like, that's right. I like to keep a nasty scene, so if someone does hold me down and goes to stick it right in my butthole, they're like, ugh. What happened wow. here? I'm like, good jokes on you. It's like a, it's like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> exactly. Like finding dude. Santa's mouth if Santa puked first. Exactly. All right. A couple times I've shaved the hairs in my butthole. In? Uh, in? Well, like well, around. Oh, okay, like, uh, okay, when okay. you talk about like a cavernous Ooh, area. Girls do it all the time. It, you know, it wasn't bad for the first couple days, but then it starts to grow back and it's all like stubbly. And then uh, a lot of paper problems. Yeah, nothing like a butthole, five o'clock shadow. Dude, you got to stay on top of it. I didn't really realize that. I guess well, that's where the waxing comes in because they well, just yank like everything. Eastwood and a fistful of I knew one girl. She got laser hair removal on her butthole. What? But I'd never seen Star Wars. I thought that was a complete <laughs> contradiction. Like this is what was the forefather of this technology. Just like nailing womp rats back at home. Was that? What Dude, it was? I'm telling you, owe George Lucas a great debt. <laughs> Oh. Did she say to the doctor, stay on target? Nobody should be looking for the anal darkness anyways. I don't know why the anal darkness came Some people into the go whole... after it, man. They I seek don't, it. I don't understand why when that happened, I'm still the prudish 42-year-old. I don't understand why if all I these If I was with an attractive millennial... girl and she had just gotten out of like a bubble bath, I could see some butthole action going on. But at the same time, after like a long work day... I would never I can't even imagine letting I I don't even let people go down on me because I feel like it's too close to my butthole like <laughs> it's like even why do you want to be anywhere near that area with your mouth because like That's it's my slope. well it's like no but there's right. it's like two inches it's like a nothing there's no, there is a very small space Pam with down a two inch there. taint well, <laughs> from the one place to the I, other I like a nice I a nice little hint of a nose of an asshole oh. but I don't want to I don't want to be you know shit on my eyebrows <laughs> like okay, so I'm gonna encourage uh, any of my family that I showed the last episode to to not listen to this one I'm gonna, make, <laughs> I'm gonna make anal sex romantic for you for a second here think about alright 
<laughs> a, a male or what have you is having sex with a woman or what have you that happen to have those corresponding parts. I'm in San Francisco. Have I covered all the bases? And I, it's I true. Yeah. All right. Uh, the vagina, if the woman tightens that, it holds on to the thing. It pulls it in. Like a burglar. Sex. That's right. Now stay, stay here until the cops come. Uh, but the, the anus, if you squeeze, you're shooting that shit right out. So in, in, in essence, it would have to be more intimate and relaxing and trusting because, like, you just clench a, a muscle. It's like, boom, like the drop of the soap in the shower. You got to trust the thrust. That's right. See? It's too much science for me. It's I just like, like a, a nice butthole from time to time. Okay, sure. Mm. <sighs> You, you can tell I've tried to it's just that, like, to too many ways. I, I only like it I only like it on the first date um, <laughs> if it's like I, if, if I'm doing if I'm doing that with a girl I want it to be like a mystery right. like maybe that girl doesn't poop like the first time you <laughs> open the trunk after a couple of days yeah right? a little hey yeah who's in charge around here right right yeah mm-hmm. it's gotta be it's gotta be a first date wow yeah yeah Oh no! They'll they'll ask for the butt. They do. They ask. Oh yeah. Is it because they feel badly about themselves and they want to make you like them? I probably just like a good butt pounding. I but it doesn't. There's nothing in it for women. There's no. There's no. I think there is. No, there's no prostate. There's no pleasure. There's no. It's not. It doesn't. Well, you still have the sensation of a dick going inside of you. Yeah, but in a. Not, For some people, not a, maybe that's the itch. Maybe it's years of conditioning from anal porn. Maybe it's years of conditioning. That's what it's got to be. Guys expect this, so this is what I'm going to do. I think that that's got to be what it is. Because it's. I understand gay dudes. Like, it feels good because you've got a thing in there. Like, well, that's, I mean, it's like, yeah, girls exist because we expected them to. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, is there... Sartre moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a play by Sartre called The Respectful Prostitute or something like that and I wanted to produce it here 2 years ago for um in it cuz it's like general knowledge now or whatever you don't have to pay rights because Jean-Paul Sartre's been dead for a while. Uh anyways, it's public domain. Public domain. Thank you. Uh it's set in the 30s or 40s in America and it's written by the French guy and it's all about this uh prostitute is moving from New York to another place to try to get away from it but she watches these white guys murder these two black guys and then they say that she was raped and they're trying to get her they end up sweet talking her into say that saying that she was raped by this big sweet talking like a lawyer guy or whatever and then the black guy they're hunting him down because they're going to kill him in the streets and he shows up at her house and she's like I just want and she hides him away and the other guy comes and she gets raped and like but you're a prostitute nobody believes you but then she signed this thing and then she's like it's not true it's not true anyways it was written in like the 40s and it's amazing and I wanted to produce it here as like a stage written a red stage play here and I couldn't get anyone to do it I asked Tony Sparks at the time I was still friends with Hippie Sean Lamar so I was like trying to go for black actors and they're like it's too edgy it's too much it's too edgy (laughs) and I'm like and I'm like okay it was written in the 40s and now I feel like it's time to try to bring it back again because everybody's like into that whole like ooh it's edgy and it's political and it's like a black guy gets framed and then the prostitute gets framed to do the framing and then Anyways. Have Paul Sanford play the black guy. (laughs) 
he is. He'll a, he'll go for the character. He'll go he'll, all well, out. Well, he'd have to. There's a there's like a senator guy in there too. I mean, does the guy topical. have to be black? No, it's on. The, it's yeah. a radio play. I mean, the, I mean, it's a radio play, so it doesn't have to be. But we're doing it as a radio play, not I mean, as like a I, stage. I don't play. mind playing a rapist. I'll do it. He didn't rape anybody though. That's the whole thing. Oh. Is he's falsely. Accused. Well, we can do. It was a black you have guy. something where I can play a rapist. Peeping pizza. Yeah. It, awesome. Anyways, I don't know how I got on that. So my jokes have been very dark lately. No, no, I don't have any jokes. Yeah. Can I have that last Icelandic beer? Is that fair? I'm stuck. That is good. Yeah, I saw it and I really liked how the label looked, so I bought it. Beer likes beer. It's from Iceland. It's a nice, nice. Place. Oh, Bjork just came into the studio. I, hey, Bjork. I love Iceland. Oh yeah. My How's Iceland this time of year? It's very, it's always uh, cold and icy. What's your mode of transportation these days? Well, we take the uh, the air from. The, there are many underground hot springs, and we harness the hot air and make uh, hovercrafts <laughs> to go around Iceland and the island. It's very nice. Do you know what you're talking about ever? Well, you know, as as Bjork, I speak twelve languages. So really, I don't know any languages <laughs> because there are so many in my head all the time. All right, Bjork, get the hell out of here! Don't that power to lie to you? All right, Bjork, come back! There's, Bjork, come back! She left. She's gone. Uh, Bjork, Bjork, she ran away. She took that Icelandic beer and ran out the door. <laughs> She's gone. That crafty whore. <laughs> Crazy that was stuff. for Pam. Get back here. Yeah, we don't even. We don't even. Uh, I, I don't think she believes in anything. Maybe. Believes in swans. Believes in nothing. I believe in life after that love. Sounds like a- I don't. Oh man, I've been listening to this podcast called Life After. Life yeah. After. Yeah, it's about. Okay, so it's about this. Uh, Near death experiences. This is meta. No, no, a way weirder. It's, a, it's fiction, but it's like okay, so like this in this universe or whatever. Instead of Facebook, they have something called Lifetree where it's all voice recordings and everybody records oh. their voice. And um, this guy's wife dies and he gets addicted to listening to her messages on VoiceTree. Nice. Um, and then uh, the account shuts down and he calls crying and begging for them to put the thing back up. And then they put it back up and all the messages are gone and he like puts his headphones on and all of a sudden his wife starts talking to him. Oh. And like his wife's talking to him like she lives in the phone basically. And then um, eventually figures out that she only remembers things that she talked about on voice tree. So he's like, okay, this is a weird simulation. But then the simulation like cuts out and this other creepy voice comes in. And it's like, all right, yeah, you got to go into your work and steal these things and bring them to us. Or we won't give you your wife's voice back. Um, you know, because it's like the only thing getting him by is that he can talk to his wife. He doesn't care if it's a simulation. Um, but he works at the FBI just doing like low level like rookie wow. shit. So they're like trying to blackmail him and then the FBI realizes what's happening so he's like a double agent going back and forth between voice tree and the other thing it's a uh, very similar to black mirror there's um yeah, an episode yeah, very, where yeah very much so she downloads she that she downloads her husband and basically it all of his facebook or lifebook or whatever stuff makes yeah. him him but then if you like it and you give him access to all of his emails then this voice thing has access to everything he did online and this guy did so much online that it's almost like it's him but then she realizes like that is not him it's a weird one yeah. it's uh it wasn't the best black mirror though but it's a similar thing but that's the crazy thing is that it's uh metaphysics the idea that once something exists 
even in fiction, that it actually exists. So like if we all think of a chair right now, right? Mm -hmm. We're sitting in chairs and those chairs exist. But when you read the word chair, you see a chair in your head. And you can describe the chair. The chair is real because the chair is in your head, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing like if you think it, it exists. And then we just back technology from there. So when Star Trek made the handcom flip foop and they made a flip phone in the 60s that didn't exist but it did exist because yeah, the, same idea, with the iPad from next generation right, so the idea existed yeah. and then we back they're even trying to make a warp drive because well that's the thing once it exists in your head yeah. as an idea then you can you can back engineer it and make it real so they have these ideas in story now where people their their consciousness is downloaded into a you know so that afterlife does exist. You're, you can live forever because if they take yeah, if all of your memories and download it into another, you know, physical form, then, our, I mean, if we are a collection of our experiences and you get those collection of experiences and you put them into another form, is that you and do, do you exist? The, the, the guy who wrote this documentary on this um, about the singularity, uh, it's called Transcendence. Uh, it's by Ray Kurzweil. Um, he uh, is trying desperately with all his money and getting grants and all this and all that to figure out how to make a way to download your consciousness into a machine. And now this man is the lead intelligence um, guy at Google for AI. So eventually they just want like Google to be like just your homie. Like you walk up and just go like, hey, Google, uh, I don't know what to do today. What should I do? And like Google will just be like, well, based on what you like, here, why don't you go wow. do this? Based on your budget, your thing, your thing, like what you can do. Like Google is going to be like that good in like five, ten years. And this guy, yeah, and then Skynet. Um, yeah, but Ray, Ray Kurzweil, he also makes synthesizers, and they're fantastic. And he's also making these, like, on uh, Bob Moog's birthday, they put out, um, they made a synthesizer on Google's homepage, and you could just plug a MIDI cable into it and just play it with That's a badass. MIDI keyboard. It was badass. But here's the thing. What, what's the point? What's the point of us trying to live forever? So, ooh, ooh. phone call. Is that sweet fucking Gail? Is she dead? <laughs> I was warned against talking to oh, sweet, hey Gail. sweet Gail. We're, we're it is Gail. Gail. Hey, she's still alive. You guys want to talk to Gail? Nah, we're going to pass on the Darth Vader of comedy. Oh. <laughs> How's it going, Sith Lord? I know we're not making any money at all, but I own the station. Oh. <laughs> I've got penis times. There's penis times for you. Steve likes penis time. Okay, she uh, said, I didn't turn her on or anything, but she said, like, why are we going to make the money like these celebrities? And I'm like, never, Gail. I'm never. You're going to keep being inside your house, never even listening to Mutiny Radio because you yeah. don't have the internet. And also, <laughs> I'm not going to say. I, I, I'm not going to. She just calls all the time. I'm not going to say that no one listens because we had we had over 2,500 downloads. So that's like, what? That's great. That's people listening. But, um. Come on, I have no illusions. That's the thing about the afterlife or living forever and all that stuff is I have no illusions that I'm ever going to be famous or even semi-famous or have anybody know who I am or anything like that outside of a very small sphere. But then it's like, well, then what's the point? Like, what's the point of trying to download my consciousness and live forever? Nothing's really happened thus far, like, that's big or affects the world in a huge, mighty way. So why? Okay, I, th I think I found my, my average afterlife. Like, I'm on a couch with my... TV projector and I got like enough beer and enough weed and enough candy 
and I'm watching, I've never heard of it. And then the first episode of Rick and Morty comes on and then, and then all of them go through all the seasons that ever come out. And then it starts over and I've never seen them again. It's like, (laughs) you can do that every time. You can actually do that right now. You can live your afterlife dream right now. You can sit on the couch. No, but I remember the Rick and Morty's. Oh. So I want them to, every time they start over, I want to be like, I've never seen them before. A lot of memory wiping. Yeah. 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 Just at or, or, you know, some home uh, electric device to shock yourself into forgetting. Nipples. Or alcohol. Sure. Or, alcohol. or alcohol. That definitely... Drink I, like I'm, a harmon. Yeah. yeah. So going way back to what you said, would you want to live through your memories over and over? I'd say no, because I've worked so hard to think that the things I've done are not shameful. Like I've tried to not regret and feel shame about so many bizarre and ridiculous things that I do that I wouldn't want to relive them because I'd be like, I'm an idiot. There are so many things. I mean, I think the last, the last three years of my life have been pretty great. And I don't have too many regrets about that. I peed in the bed more times than I'd like to have. But in the years before the three years, the past three years, I did some really, really like... In really embarrassing really like normal people would be like you did that didn't embarrass you when you were doing that and I was like no 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 not at all and then if I watched it again though I'd be like oh shit I am really embarrassed but now would it be first person perspective or would it be fly on the wall because I feel like if you were like watching security camera footage of yourself doing whatever stupid shit it'd be worse because you would see like the look on your face is like half of the embarrassment of well, the problem is that at the time, I don't realize that what I was doing is embarrassing. It's not until after that then I go, oh, God, I Yeah, no, I, I'll be trying to sleep and I'll remember something I said in third grade. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just your brain hating on you. My brain hates on me a lot. Hating yeah. on the brain, brain, brain. Yeah. Uh, just, well, but that's the thing. What's the point? Like, why are we all... There isn't a point. We're just on a giant rock flying around a giant ball of fire. Nothing makes sense. Fuck everything. Watch TV. Well, no, don't watch TV because that's a waste of time. I mean, watch Read some books, TV. Get the full experience. And, but that's the yeah. thing is I've been reading a lot of books, too, and I wonder, like, wow, I've really wasted a lot of time in reading all these books. Huh. I, no? No, it's not Time you enjoyed is not time that was wasted. You're collecting I, Last weekend, I played so much video games just the entire weekend. I just played Overwatch and uh, Star Wars Battlefront for two fucking days. And I can, if we can rewind to the last uh, podcast where you said that all you want for Christmas is some pussy, I think that the first thing to do is to put the controller down. No, because I'm financially so happy without it. I've had invitations. Uh, You're happy without the women because they cost too much money. Yeah. Uh, That's a game, especially living as far as I do. Mm-hmm. If I don't meet somebody up there, I'm going to meet them down here. That means a lot more driving down here. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks? Driving down here. You know what sucks? Girls out there. Do Benicia, is, are Benicia girls not? Are, girls you, like live in Benicia for two reasons. One, to do math, and the other, to get married. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, pretty much everyone there is either, like, married, divorced with a couple kids, and the husband's still having to pay for the house, mm. or they've had, like, a crazy drug addict. Like, there's no one that was just like, I'm going to just study art for 10 years. Yeah, nobody years. just moves to Benicia for the hell of it. Yeah. So you don't want any baby mamas. Yeah, like you're going to Cal Maritime. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've seen that when I've gotten off the phone. I don't know. I might just keep this little dog and call it a day. Well, you have enough cats. He definitely I guess. likes you. He's been uh, 
fucking pouty little bitch because he had to see the schnauzer all weekend. Aww. So he's, uh, he wouldn't eat his breakfast. So I took him over to Tom's house for breakfast, for my breakfast, breakfast with Tom. And then uh, he's Tom- still, I'm glad that Thomas Bridgman's still alive. He just, oh, yeah, every, every time he says he wants to be on a show here, then he backs out. Yeah, at the he last commented minute. about that. He's like, Yeah, man, I'm I should like- do a show at Mutiny and back out like 10 minutes before it. Like, <laughs> but he wasn't being mean or serious. No, serial. no, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. He's just never around. What, I have space this Friday. Now? He's uh he's got a girlfriend. Um, is it Sam? Are they not together anymore? Oh, that's old news. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, trying to get his shit together. Um, he's doing good. He looks great. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing push-ups and sit-ups and. Yeah, we're talking about doing a music the, uh, project together. Right. Yeah. The um your. Uh, you're uh, uh, in the math lab. I oh, wanna yeah, be your stepdad. The, did you hear the song? You've said, you've, yeah, you've played it for me. Uh, but you're the cutest girl in the, the math lab. The hottest girl in the math lab. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> but did you hear the ro- Oh, yeah, you were there when we recorded it. Yeah, I got yeah. to say pervert. You know, pervert. you know, whenever my pervert, 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 pervert podcast pervert. starts, it's Pam's voice through a robot going pervert, pervert. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I went in one day. It was fun uh, at the Dead Fur Studio. Different fur, Different yeah. Fur. It was a fun day. It was a fun day. It was good times. Uh, okay, Afterlife. We've gone through that. Nothing is real. What's the point? Anybody? Is, I mean, I'm not depressed this holiday season only because I have so much to live for. Which, <laughs> What I mean by that is so much work to do. Yeah. I just don't have... There's no... I can't be dead. I there's too much work to do. Well, no, I just I just have too much. I can't I can't die for at least three months because I just have too much work to do. <laughs> I have too many shows to book. Yeah, then right after that, it's fine. Just let me go. Uh, I even thought I was like, oh, I want to do this thing in February where I all the plays and everything on stage, and I want to do them. And I was like, oh, I that means I have to direct one, which is going to take an hour. I'm like, do I have ten hours to rehearse with people for that? Jesus Christ, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, well, I need to find playwrights, people that have written plays. I will be that prostitute in that story. Yeah, well, you can, you could be one of the. There's a, a bunch of characters, but there's a lot of different things. I was, I'm reading Talk Radio by Eric Bogosian right now, and I was like, oh, this would be so great to do. But then I looked at the front, and it's like, any reproduction, uh, auditorily, and blah blah blah. So I'd have to pay for the rights for it. Stupid laws. I know, but if it was for one day for a two-hour show, I bet if I wrote to them and was like, okay, it's just for the internet podcast. How the fuck would they and find out? Because, I mean, I know, but but if I'm gonna, if I was to do something like that, we'd I'd, advertise. Yeah. I'd wanna, yeah. I'd try to sell thirty seats. And be like, it's talk radio, which is a great play, and it would be great to do it on the radio, and especially here. And I'd, if I don't get enough submissions for the playwriting thing that I want to do, then I might just ask them try to pay for the rights and do that four weekends in a row because it only makes sense. Because talk radio at a radio station, it's. It's absolutely perfect and it's totally political and it talks about like do our opinions matter and how many opinions when you're on the radio are you using just to try to create entertainment and do you believe what you're saying and taking both sides of it yeah, uh, I know a guy you might want to talk to you I was doing uh, Moogs over at Piano Fight for uh, BGP yeah and um, the guy runs the plays over there I can't remember his name um, like pulled me out of the booth and was like yo I need to talk to you uh he asked me if I'd be interested in soundscaping for plays, yeah, like doing all the weird, doing all the weird noises and stuff. He said there's a special program that he's. I'm sure he could figure it out, but I would love to make 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 sounds for a play. That would be fun. Yeah, everything from the music. Done a lot and of the, sound yeah, design. yeah, yeah. Like, and you need things like there's a doorbell on page four or whatever. Oh yeah, and I can you do just all make that. all yeah, the cues. I can cues. make a windstorm. I can make yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. just putting it all together. Yeah, uh, set, uh, sound design is, is fun stuff. Uh, anyways, I, we got off topic. We're on some Call Me Tim. We're supposed to be talking about religion and the afterlife and everything. We haven't even talked about Jews at all. That what are you doing fair. for Hanukkah? All right. <clears throat> I was actually going to ask, like, yeah, the, the holidays are coming up, and depending on who you talk to, those are religious or not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Hanukkah is coming up. Does anyone know when Hanukkah is? Starts on the 24th. Okay, I was hoping you did know the answer to that. I was going to say, uh, they change it every fucking year because we're goddamn crazy and we worship the moon. But do you know what's special <laughs> about this Hanukkah? Uh, it, um, about this Hanukkah for me? Uh, it's the first year in a long time I've done it not in a relationship. No, it's, a, it's oh. the first year that uh, the, 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 the important Hanukkah day and Christmas line up. Oh. Yes. Together we're first, united. Yes, the first night of Hanukkah is Christmas Eve, so that's like we're... Yeah, we line up. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a step on our toes, Jew. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a question. Like, Okay, so I've had several Jewish girlfriends, and all of them did Christmas. Like, they had little Christmas trees and they liked Christmas and they were into Christmas and they said that even when they were younger, their families would do Christmas. How would it go over if I did Hanukkah? It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be okay. Really, so that's one of those things. It's like, Hanukkah is a holiday that got blown up so much bigger than it actually is because it's not an important holiday in Judaism. I mean, like, it's, it's an event of some significance, but it's just sort of like it became Jewish Christmas. Because Jewish kids were complaining that they didn't get Christmas, like, right? Yeah, they wanted to get presents. Because I mean, do you guys know the story of Hanukkah? Nope. I I, I do. Let's see the, if I can the, paraphrase. You got the lights, you got the war the well, it's it's the it's the Judah the Maccabees. There was a war, and they were all holed up in the temple, and they were supposed to only have one day of oil, and the one day of oil burned for eight days, and uh, you know he was able to save the whole Jewish people or something like that. Yeah, it was it a was miracle. Awesome. The, the whole story starts with uh, Alexander the Great, uh, who took over everywhere at the time. And he, so he took over, so the Greeks were in charge of everything, but he loved books. They had the, you know, the, the Library of Alexandria is the largest library in the world. Uh, he, so he liked the Torah, not, not for any, like, religious reason, but he enjoyed it as a story. So he allowed the Jews to keep performing their religion. Now, unfortunately, other people who came after him didn't really share that. So the next guy who was up was uh, Antiochus. And uh, he, he said, basically, it's like, nah, fuck the Jews. It's like, I'm making this shit illegal. Uh, I'm burning all your books. Uh, I'm sacking your temple. And uh, this one guy, you know, Matis Yahoo, not, not the... Not modest Yahoo? Not modest Yahoo. Because uh, it's two Ts, but it's like Tav and Sob, depending on what kind of Jew you are, you say that way. So it's like Matisse Yahoo was this old guy who was kind of like, uh, yeah, no, you're not getting away with this anymore. So like uh, him with his son, uh, who is Judah Maccabee, uh, they basically got a band of people together to fight back to reclaim the Holy Land in the temple. And uh, it took three years, and it was like uh, 100 to 1. But they get through it, and they find that the, uh, the temple is uh, completely sacked. And they have uh, uh, one jar for this eternal flame, because the eternal flame is supposed to be like, you know, they're showing God's love, you never let it go out. And uh, they had enough oil in there for, uh, for one night. Uh, and the, the, the trip to go to have the guy run out to the next town or whatever to get more of the oil that they needed was four days there and four days back. 
So basically, they need to try and have this thing stay for, for eight days, which they should have known would have been easy because uh, the first thing Jews weren't important. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so it stays. It stays Is up. that one of your jokes? Because that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, no. I'm okay. Gonna, see, I've never heard that in your material, but that's great. I have a shitload of Hanukkah material for this Friday. For, Fantastic. Uh, Different yeah, listeners, it's, it's fine. So the, I came back and it was the eight nights. They're like, oh yeah, this was, this was good. I don't know. Every Jewish holiday is about some guy tried to kill the Jews and then he didn't. Like it's a real fight. It's like I'm waiting for like Trumpica. It's gonna be coming up and be like, cause we celebrate every time. Someone tries to come after the Jews, the fucking Breitbart dude. And then we'll just have like a, a holiday based off of him. Like uh, what was it before we were talking about Purim? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's like Haman tried to kill the Jews. And, yeah, and Esther. We a fucking holiday where we drink and dress up like Jewish. <laughs> yeah, Halloween. get those Jews, all though. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh, definitely, definitely. No, Aldo celebrates Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Oh, yeah. There's also Chaka Kanaka, which is uh, where we celebrate uh, Chaka Khan and other African American singers uh, like Beyonce uh, and. Uh, and also people like Angela Bassett. Michael so, Snipe. What was, <laughs> what was the Jewish story about the guy who had the jar of pickles? And then there was like demons coming by and he told the demon he could have like as many pickles as he wanted. And uh, the demon put his hand in there and he grabbed all these pickles, but then he couldn't get his hand out of the jar. That's an Adam Sandler movie called Little Nicky. <laughs> no, it's a real book. It's a storybook. That was one of the books. No, no, no my favorite. All right, my favorite Jewish. Uh, that was one of the books. Is the pickle story? No, I'm, I have no fucking. All right, I'm gonna Google about. it. I'm no, just gonna I look it up. It was like a pickle barrel. Like I saw Adam ruins Christmas because uh, I love Adam ruins everything because I support all Adams. And they, he had like a sweater about a pickle jar. Like some country had Saint Nick, who's like dead children's bodies in a pickle jar, so a pickle barrel, and he brought them back to life. I don't know. Uh, uh, my favorite Jewish short story was uh, at the time when they were persecuting the Jews, there was this like rabbi who was like teaching stuff in secret, but then he got caught. And uh, the person said, "It's like you know, I don't, I don't accept that you guys are gonna judge me, condemn me to death. Only God can judge me." And uh, so hail Mary. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, right. it was a Tupac line. I had to follow it up. Oh, um. yeah. <laughs> Only God can judge me. Hail Mary. And then, yeah, I, know, I just want to see if you would do that again. So the, the, the guy says, all right, so your, your, your God is going to be in charge of what your fate is. So he puts uh, two sheets of paper in a box, and the rabbi is supposed to pick one of them out of the box. One's supposed to be not guilty. One's supposed to be guilty. The rabbi knew this guy was a schmuck. Knew they both said guilty. So he does this thing, and uh, he pulls it out. And before anyone reads it, he shoves it in his mouth, and he, and he eats it. And they're like, why'd you do that? It's like, now you're definitely going to get hung. It's like, oh, my, my God commanded me to go ahead and do it and eat the paper because uh, uh, I, I ate the one that said not guilty. You can tell because pick the other one out. If that said guilty, then for sure I definitely ate the not guilty one. And they did that and he did like a little shuffle shuffle step home. Nice. Yeah, we're crafty bastards. Speaking of uh, crafty bastards, this is a sad thing that has just come out. Uh, I don't know. I this is one of my favorite places in the world, and if it falls apart, it's going to be very sad. Uh, this is it's actually kind of funny too because I remember years ago Anthony Medina and I had a, had a meeting, and it was when I first took over of Mutiny, and it's when he first started True Hustle, and I was like, we shouldn't like 
get to get in bed together right now. We should both grow in separate directions and then we'll come back together and we'll both have our own separate entities. Won't be amazing. And then Brainwash got really huge comedy seven nights a week, but now they've taken it out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this guy, the guy who runs it, Jeff's kind of an idiot because he closed down Brainwash for Saturdays and Sundays, right? And now this comes out. Recently, business has slowed down at Brainwash due to construction next door. Oh, because, or because maybe you closed it. Or maybe because instead of having it open until 10 to do comedy, you closed it till 9. And maybe instead of having things on the weekend like you used to, you're closing it now at 6. Oh, but it keeps going. Recently, business has slowed down at Brainwash due to construction next door. We're able to survive through the summer thanks to tourism, though compared to last year at this time, there's been a 20% drop in revenue, close to $50,000. This is unsustainable and threatens our existence. Because you closed down 20% of your hours, you dumb fuck! He can actually look at it. I'm sorry, Jeff never listens to this anyways. But here's the thing. If you close down on Sunday at 6 instead of 10, that's 4 hours. Saturday 6 instead of 10, that's 8. And then you close down those other 5 days of the week an hour early at 9. Isn't that 20% of your business? Didn't you close your own place for 20% of the time? Uh, but this is where we need your support. Pillar Capital is a multi-billion dollar company. They're prepared to make millions and have only offered small gestures. Brainwash has been a part of SOMA for three decades, and the way to keep it that way is to contact the following people. Jane Kim, Pillar Capital, Mayor Ed Lee, and Cahill Contractors. Any help with political media or other inquiries should be emailed, blah, blah, blah. Do not confuse the developer with the construction crew. They have been cooperative during these tough times. Okay. Shouldn't he be trying to put more shows on to make money and like charge a 10 bucks at the door? Like- He's the one that shut down his own business for 20% of the week. Do you? Do we all remember when there used to be things? Well, here's the thing. I used to go to Brainwash all the time because they were open till 10. And so I could go to other open mics or I could do shows here and then I could show up. Well, guess what? I can't go there on Mondays now because I have a show till 8. And by the time I get in a car and get over there, I can't get on the list because it closes at 9. He did it to himself. Don't blame the construction company next door because you chose to cut down your business because you thought you could save on money with the people staying there late. Oh, the comedians don't buy enough beer. You're the one closing down an hour early. That's you. That's not us. I'm just saying. See, man, I, dude, I used to go to the brainwash all the time. That was like my split, my spot that I would go to after work to kind of chill out for a while, let the traffic die down. And uh, what happened was, is dude, the bums started infesting that place, and it yeah. got like real scary and kind of like dangerous for a while. And then it was like you couldn't sit out there and smoke a cigarette without someone. Be, can I have a cigarette? Can you give me some money? You can eat the rest of that. Oh. And it was just like then it got to a point where it was like, man, oh, fuck Pam, this. Pam, I Pam and Steve going. were there for the scariest day of my life. Uh, I, I was with Pam uh, in front of Brainwash, beautiful, windy, sunny day, and this lady comes up and she starts like trying to give my dog twenty dollars and like all this other shit, and she's saying really weird shit like. It was, it was like weird shit that like made me think of like grandma from when I was a little kid in the drunky days. It was just like sparking some weird thing that was making me not act normal. So I got like, she was at such a height, like prancing around and doing all this weird drunky shit. I was like, okay, I just need to go around the corner and just get my head straight. Cause I was high as fuck. Somebody came up with some weed that like knocked my shit. This is when the lady gave you the $20 and I told you to give it back. Yeah. And to then her, I was right? mad at you because she 
like uh, she grabbed my cock twice. Oh, I didn't um, know that. You should have gotten the twenty bucks. You yeah, I should have paid ten dollars a grab. Well, I didn't, didn't grab know my that. cock till I gave her the twenty back. Oh. But um, uh, I was like, I just like I was freaking out because I was so baked and like I was I was like this is too close to home. So I like I got a fucking not the cock grabbing, but just like <laughs> weird drunk old lady. Um, um, I was like, I just need to go around the corner, and um, I go around the corner, and there's one hobo smoking meth and another hobo sucking a stick. Wow! Just right there in the you broad and the and the sunbeams out in the beautiful sunbeams and rainbows and just beautiful sunny day, just fucking blowing out. It got it got bad, dude. It got seedy, and then it got yeah. to the point. So where go to Brainwash. Uh, try the hot dogs; they're great there. Ah, but um. So I haven't been there. So if I went there now, this is like, these are the features that no, I have to look forward to? No, it seems like no one's really there anymore. I've always loved Brain... Well, because he closed it. I mean, what happened? OMG picked up the Sunday open mic, and now there's a Sunday open mic at OMG. I used to go to Brainwash on Sundays because I don't go to the punchline because I don't have a backbone. Uh, and so I just, I'm going to, now I'll go to OMG on a Sunday if I'm not, you know, having fun with normal people that aren't comedians which is kind of what I like to do on Sundays but I mean or babysit no just I mean I don't know I just I, I can't I just don't feel like jumping through anybody else's hoops anymore I've created too many of my own hoops not that I have to jump through them but I'm making other people jump through them and then like to when you make people jump through hoops you actually have to like stay responsible and make sure they do it otherwise <sighs> hey Adam can I be your Chavis going and tell all your jokes on Sundays for you <laughs> Please. Yeah. Oh, that story I was telling you about was fucking real. <laughs> and I found it. Right. Oh, wow. The, pickle jar? the story tells of Herschel of Ostropol arriving in a small Jewish village where no one celebrates Hanukkah. When Herschel inquires as to why, the villagers explain that the old synagogue on top of the hill is haunted by a band of goblins that hate Hanukkah and won't allow anyone to light the menorah. Play with their dreidels or bake traditional potatoes. Did you just write this in the bathroom? No. (laughs) The only way to free the village of the goblins is for a person to spend all eight nights of Hanukkah in the synagogue and keep the menorah lit. In addition to this, on the eighth and final night of Hanukkah, the king of goblins, i.e. the devil, must light the candles himself. Boom. Herschel, of course, volunteers to spend the Hanukkah in the synagogue and brave the goblins. The villagers decide to let Herschel try. Where's the pickles? Though they are sure he will neither succeed nor survive. Armed with the man- ah, armed with a menorah, a hard-boiled egg, and a jar of pickles, Herschel makes his way to the synagogue. <laughs> We're, let's just go through the fucking Hanukkah story. You want to go full to battle Jew? Your way. On the first night, Herschel lights the menorah. An imp-like goblin appears to threaten him. However, using his wits, which all Jews have, <laughs> Herschel frightens the goblin off by threatening to crush him with his bare hands. To show off how strong he is, Herschel crushes the hard-boiled egg, telling the goblin it's a stone. And that worked. (laughs) On the second night, a slightly larger goblin appears. This time, Herschel tricks the goblin. Do we have to go through eight goblins? Into getting his hand stuck in a jar of pickles. (laughs) Humiliated, the goblin leaves, 
Bam! Night number three, an even larger, uglier goblin appears. But Herschel challenges this goblin to a game of dreidel, in which he manages to steal all the goblin's gold. He is a Jew. Fuck, look at this guy. A goblin shows up to eat you, you steal his gold by spitting a top. Unprecedented. This can't have been written by a Jewish person. You just can't. This pattern continues with each succeeding what does he do goblin. The fifth night? Glue nickels to the floor? Oh, yeah. please, it's pennies. Get your each succeeding <laughs> goblins being bigger and ugly and Herschel outwitting each and every one. Finally, on the eighth and last night, the king of the goblins himself arrives. The when the, the king attempts to frighten Herschel, who is already frightened beyond all reason by the mere presence of the king. Away, Herschel tells the king that he is not scared because he cannot see the king's face in the low light of the synagogue and suggests the king light a candle. The king of the goblins, wishing to show Herschel how truly terrifying he is, strikes a match and lights a nearby candle. But Herschel still complains that it is too dark. The king continues lighting candles until, at last, he has lit all nine candles atop the synagogue's menorah, thus lifting the curse. Defeated by Herschel's wit and bravery, the king and his goblins leave the town, allowing its denizens to once again partake in the celebration of Hanukkah. Herschel didn't eat anything, and he stole some gold from goblins. <laughs> and they just said, fuck, he won. We're out. Yay! It was a real story, my it's point. It's a real story. Also, Herschel uh, and the Pickles. There was a 30-minute short film uh, created on YouTube in 2015 of this. Really? According to Wikipedia, Herschel and Well, that's not something you want to see. Nope. Is it? Is there cum on your kombucha? It's fucking frothy boogers. Oh, gross! I don't know why you drink that the shit. The danger of live makes me strong. <laughs> the, the blood of the immortal. Uh, I'm getting out jewed by Steve Pogi. <laughs> Pogi, like a broke gangster. Pogi. No Pogi. That was a layup. You're welcome. Uh, hey, pervert fervor, are you ready to? Uh, let me have four minutes. Who Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. want to smoke outside. Yeah, yeah we'll go. Uh, Steve, did you steal my lighter? Uh, sure, no, he I did. I think I just have the one white lighter. Oh nope, I feel two in there. Well, what we'll do is, hey, click on a click on a pervert fervor on that. Double okay. click and then throw. Th- Double click up. on the pervert. Find one of those. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna smoke a little bit. We'll be back here. Uh, I'd like to thank Steve Poggi for taking uh, a day off work. And dealing with uh, the powers that be to be here today. Save and a also, friend, lick a butthole. Jew. <laughs> Jew part two. Two uh, Jew to crew. Two Jew to crew. We got Adam <laughs> Rubenfeld here today. And uh, hey, I'm really excited. This Friday, you guys should all come to Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse here at 8 o'clock. Adam Rubenfeld is one of the comedians on the bill for All I Want for Christmas is Comedy. And uh, All I Want for Hanukkah is Comedy. All those things. Uh, hey, thanks for being here. Good times. Uh, we're going to go smoke. We'll be back here on Mutiny Radio.
live, 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 live.